0: We're all about the University of South Florida, but we also want to keep you informed on the Bulls' conference opponents. That's why three times a week we go around the American. With today's show, here's Derek Sharp. And in these five minutes, we'll take you through the weekend news and scores. And, man, there was a lot of action, just one football game, but we're getting set for bowl season. The Army-Navy game was a classic, first time ever it went to overtime. Army wins 20 to 17. And not too long afterwards, the all-time winningest coach in Navy history, Ken Matalolu, found out he would not be returning as the head coach. As far as the game itself, defense is dominated, it's almost like they know how to attack the triple option for the other team on offense. In fact, it was 10 to 10. Army scored on a straight handoff, first play of overtime. Clearly, neither defense was ready for this game to go overtime, and then, after not completing a pass in the game, Navy went with the old trick play, running back Xavier Arline to a wide-open, obviously, receiver, and it was 17-0 going into the second OT. Navy fumbled at the one-inch line, practically. Army was able to just get into field goal position and win it 20-17. Neomatololo's final record, again, the winningest coach in program history, 109-83, but... Just 11 and 23 over the last few seasons. The first two years of the conference shared the division title and then in the second year won it outright. I'm telling you, Ken Niamatololo is just an outstanding individual and will be missed, I'm sure, by Navy, but they decided to make the move. And it goes quite in line with the entire conference, including the incoming teams from Conference USA. There are 14 program members and half of them will have new head coaches some of the all-american football teams starting to come out the major ones and the conference's defensive player of the year cincinnati linebacker ivan pace jr first team on the walter camp and the football writers association of america teams second team goes to smu wideout rashi rice and houston's receiver nate tank dell second team walter camp for the both of them on to men's basketball, and after leading by 15 points, the Houston Cougars looked like they were set to put down number eight Alabama until their offense went cold, and the Crimson Tide break open a tie game late and win it 71-65. to Houston, normally a good three-point shooting team, just three of 13 and only 12 of 22 at the free throw line. Still had plenty of chances but just couldn't hit those shots, including a couple of big misses at the line, down four in the final minute. Houston ended the first half on an 18-2 run and had that 44-29 lead with about 17 minutes left. Tied pretty good against the top 25 this year, 3-1. and one. However, the conference did get a win against an SEC opponent. That would be Memphis taking down Auburn, 82-73 as part of the Holiday hoops-giving situation in Atlanta. The Bulls have played in that event. Kendrick Davis with 27 points. DeAndre Williams with 16 points and 11 rebounds. Auburn came in ranked 11th in one poll. Memphis should get ranked after the victory that put them to 8-2. Auburn had not lost. It is interesting, by the way, to check out the net rankings because the NCAA website updates them every day. It's a pretty handy tool. And, yes, it's a little early to make too many judgments. For example, Florida Atlantic is number 11 in the current net rankings at 7-1, and one. and you look at the Owls' results and you go, yeah, that's not 11th in the country. Anyway, Auburn dropped 20 spots by losing to Memphis. The Tigers now at 38. Houston obviously being the other, but only two teams in the top 75 in the conference. Cougars only dropped from one to two. UConn jumped into the top spot. Their best computer-ranked team is UCF after it defeated Tarleton State on Sunday, 75-49, to 49. Knights are 7-2. and two. What a heartbreaking loss for Cincinnati to rival Xavier. It was a packed crowd at UC. They were down 17 at half and came all the way back to tie it on a four-point play by David DeJulius with 11 seconds left. Xavier fouled him while taking a three, and he banked it in. Place was going ballistic. But then Xavier, Sule Boom, who led them with 21 points, gets fouled with 1.4 left, makes the first. Get this. They call timeout. He intentionally misses the second. Cincinnati gets the board and calls timeout. Not a player. The coach, Sean Miller, knew they had no timeouts left, but it was strategy. Instead of getting the rebound on the missed free throw and having no chance to turn around and score, he figured the odds were better to give up the technical foul with a second left. Even though Xavier made the two free throws, you have a better chance at running a full court inbounds play to get off a tying shot problem was Xavier deflected the inbound pass and it never got there but that was some in-depth strategy that didn't work out in Cincinnati falls 80 to 77. Memphis was not the only team from the conference to win as part of the Holiday Hoops Giving event in Atlanta. Tulane won the first game of the day over Buffalo 88 to 63. Tulsa dropped Central Michigan, which tossed state over Longwood for Saturday's other league winners falling to rival Penn was Temple by 20, a little bit of a surprise in the margin anyway, and SMU, which is struggling, drops a road contest in nearby Fort Worth, the TCU, 83 to 75. Wednesday show will give you the players of the week. We'll also tell you what happens with Memphis going to Tuscaloosa on Tuesday night. Could have been a better few days on the women's side of things, as you know, USF lost but to a top ten team. Cincinnati, meanwhile, Offense was poor, played at Xavier, lost 48-35. That was Friday night. Saturday, Houston, the team picked to finish second in the league, continues to lose heartbreakers. After overtime losses earlier this year to Florida and FSU, Houston loses at rival Rice, 91-88 in double overtime. We were actually watching this one. While the Bulls were practicing Saturday night in Raleigh, Michael Kelly had it called up on his device. Jose was checking in on the score, pulling for the conference team. but It did not work out. Also Saturday, Memphis lost by 16 to Middle Tennessee, which actually is a top-20 team in the computer rankings. On Sunday, a handful of other games, two wins. Tulsa now 8-2. and Roll Central Arkansas 95-51. Tulane beats Southern U 67-52. UCF loses a second, this time at home to Seton Hall, despite 24 rebounds, a program record by Destiny Thomas. Seton Hall wins 63-56. Kansas stays undefeated, took down Wichita. Shockers were 8-1, but could not get it going offensively against KU. 72-52, which by coincidence is almost the identical score Kansas won at Number 12 Arizona by. I guarantee you the Jayhawks will be making their rankings debut. Now 9 and 0. And Temple lost a heartbreaker to rival Penn at the Palestra, 62-61. First trip to the Sweet 16 for Houston Volleyball ends there. They had Stanford by 7 in the first set, cardinal rally back 26-24, then win the next two, 25-16, 25-17. Houston ends up 30 and 4 Stanford will turn around and get stunned late Saturday falling to San Diego. Speaking of Jose Fernandez watching stuff, we were checking that action out as well on Saturday night as I can tell you that Fernandez definitely admires like I do the skills of the volleyball teams that are still going top seeds Texas and Louisville along with two seeds San Diego and Pitt which knocked out the defending champ Wisconsin. Since we've mentioned the NIVC on this show, we'll tell you that the championship is set. Wednesday night in Des Moines, Drake hosting Boston College. Wichita State was the only conference team in that 32 team field and Drake actually was the team that got out of their little portion of the bracket. So a team that started off on the road in Wichita ends up getting to host the championship. Thanks for dropping by Around the American. I'm Derek Sharp.